Welcome to another edition of We Want to Talk About It Now. I'm sitting down with Katie and we're talking about something that's very near and dear to my heart right now. And it is coming to an understanding and how to welcome somebody to coming to the understanding on your on your side of the aisle, whether, whether it be left or right, in between, just general things. Um, this is stemming from something that I've noticed about myself where somebody will start doing a certain thing that has already been popular for a long period of time, and then they jump on the train like they've been doing it for a long time, and my first reaction is judgment. It's like, I was here first. Like took you long enough. Took, yeah, took you long enough to get here and why that kind of thought is not conducive to a functioning society and just being having good relationships too because a lot of people, it's hard. It's hard to get to, the, to a, a different level. And going back to our podcast of right is right, wrong is wrong, who is right, who is wrong, at the end of the day, even if they don't end up coming to your side, and the popular, whatever's popular at that time from a social standpoint, it might not even matter. Like, you should just be happy that they're there as opposed to, because you've received an ally, essentially. You've received someone who's deserted from the other side of the battle and is willing to fight with it. I think the perfect example of this for me is going to be, I was fighting on the no gay marriage side in 2008. I went out put yes on Prop 8, very confusing, did not understand why it was yes, I thought it would be no for gay marriage, but yes in in support of tra- traditional marriage in, yeah. in air quotes, and then eventually I realized that that was dumb, or it's like no offense to anyone who thinks that, like oh, it's a traditional family, and you know, a family is made up of a mother and a father, and then the children that come to that family, that's not the point of this, the point is I end up, I was a foot soldier for traditional right values, you would say. And then eventually I switch over to being left. I don't think anyone was like harsh on me or anything when I was just like, yeah, they should be allowed to get married. But I know that I have been harsh on people as I start to see them becoming more and more, not just like with the pride community, but with with anything really, like any any sort of like liberal value that I have have, although there's like a lot of things where I'm becoming more cons- or my liberalism is now becoming conservatism, conservatism because the liberal side is so much beyond what I wanted to go. But anyways, kind of ran, rambling at this point. But it's just doesn't matter where the person came from. You should just be happy that they're there. Um, so if that means for you on the right, if that means that somebody thinks that vaccines don't work and they finally have come to your side, welcome them. And honestly. I feel like the right does a much warmer job of like welcoming people into the fold after they've changed their beliefs on something. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because like they traditionally have a very religious background, whether that be Christian or otherwise. And generally speaking, you welcome people into the fold, whereas liberals are don't have any, I don't know. I, I, I don't I, really know what, like, I guess I haven't noticed which well, side is more welcoming? Because we, well, more often than not, we don't go to like a right side belief on anything. Um, going back to your Prop 8 thing, because I was also, yes, on Prop 8. A Prop 8 And at the time, I thought I was doing the right thing, because that's what 
my family was doing. That's what Mormons were doing. Or sorry, yeah, are there Mormons or LDS? <laughs> and like I always, you'll hurt them either way with what so, you're about to say. <laughs> um, I thought I was in the right, and it's great to see though that the. LDS Church has pivoted in a drastic way to support and become allies. Um, and so, I mean, that's, they've also changed their doctrine to, to encompass that, which is also great. But there was a time that I'm sure a lot of people were disappointed in the fact that they weren't changing with the times. And What doctrine did they change? Um where oh you mean with the little kids getting baptized yeah and they had to disown their or disavow their... they'd have to disavow like same-sex yeah marriage they, they don't necessarily have to like you have to disavow your parents it's just the act of it yeah um but anyways it just goes to show that like things change a lot like <laughs> be it religions or socially like what is socially acceptable and what isn't and so I feel like as humans, we have to adapt to it. We just might take a while or you don't have to. And then um, just, I don't even know what is right and wrong in that situation though. Because <laughs> in our eyes, it's like you should be supporting the pride community and that's right in our eyes. But then when it comes to like people that, that don't support or don't believe in that stuff, it, that's right in their eyes. So. It's just complicated. It is really complicated. But anyways, I'm glad that I've come to the point where I am, where I don't believe in um, protecting that there's the a sin, sta- there's, the there's, sanctity of marriage. Yeah. And so like one of yeah. the greatest, <laughs> one of the greatest uh, marketing campaigns ever, the sanctity of marriage. I'm not, not to say that marriage isn't like a, can be a, a positive thing. Like not what I mean at all, but it doesn't matter if you if you are married or not because i think generally speaking what that's about is like for children and being raised by two kind loving parents like as long as there's stability in the home it's all that really matters and at the same time some of the best people ever in the history of the world come from unstable homes so if we want art if we want broken things that overcome we need broken homes <laughs> Like as much as, as much as I would love for uh, to exist in this utopian world, that's never going to happen. Some of the best things that have ever happened, comedy, music, entertainment, things that we enjoy watching all come from a place of being broken in some way. So you can't have perfection in that, which I guess we're kind of like going off on a rabbit hole and like on why the proclamation of the world, like you don't necessarily need to have a mom and a dad and be raised. And and even if you have a mom and a dad who provide some sort of what people would call normal and stable life, you could still have a bad life. You can still make choices that even though you grew up in a loving home, you end up breaking in some way or another. Like I really, I think there's a lot less control over our lives than we think we have. And all of these institutions have end of the day just if somebody feels loved and cared for that's probably what's going to make them survive and live the best life that they can it's people not people not feeling loved is usually when negative things start to happen or when people think that they are loved but somebody is deceiving them with that love 
And who knows? Like, and who am I to judge? Like, because like what I'm thinking of is like, you know, those druggies that are leading someone down the wrong path and they pretend to be your friends and like they pretend to care about you and then they're just gone all of a sudden. Like, maybe they did really love you at some point. Maybe they did really care about you. We all abandon people at different points in time. There aren't, there isn't a single one of us who has been batted 1,000 and taking care of every single person that has come into our life. That's way too much of a responsibility for one person. That's unfair. We've all, so inevitably we've all failed somewhere. We've failed somebody in a relationship. We might not know about it. They may have never told us, but we failed somewhere. And even if you talk about the failures, like, and try to like work through them, it would just take too much time. There's no time. There's no time in life to go through all of that. Repairing every single relationship that has been broken. Sad realization. (laughs) I don't know if it's sad. it's just it's kind of beautiful though because I feel like these relationships come into our like these people come into our lives and help us out or we help them out and after we feel like we've grown in different directions and you kind of move on to other people or another stage in your life and and you might not feel the need to be a part of their life anymore but it's not necessarily a bad thing it's just that's how life works they move on and they come back too like we have a a, a friend who close for like a year weren't really close for like a year and a half close again aren't really close again like it just ebbs and flows and goes back and forth depending on what the the needs of that that person has and like i i'm never going to be perfect at giving anyone exactly what they need all the time too much responsibility i think it's not fair that's just how everyone is though well that is how everyone is it's just the reason that everyone complains and is like sad all the time is because they need help and they aren't getting the help when they need it and then they complain and they usually will voice those feelings oh what's that called in psychology when you imprint that's not it reflect what's that freaking word everyone's everyone everyone who took a psych 101 knows exactly what i'm talking about um I am portraying those feelings. You're getting, we're getting so close. We're, I am projecting. Projecting. Is that it? Is <laughs> I, it projecting? I think it's projecting. I think it is projecting. Um, I'm projecting my own feelings on people, but they, um, they start to project those feelings onto like social issues and things that they can't change. Like all of this anger that they probably have just because of problems in their life that are going on. Like I know I did that. Like um, whenever I'm like feeling like I'm not loved or cared about, I will 100% like go all in on something and try to make that like let's donations. We need to donate money to this thing, this thing, this thing. Like why does nobody care about anything? Like nobody really cares. Do you think it's because of um, like the attention? Yeah, absolutely. Like Like, you get attention from doing crap like that. I mean, for me, I don't don't want, I don't want to once again project on anybody else, but it's a hundred percent for like, look at this thing that I did care like yeah care about the things that i care about look at me that i'm all important and cool and it's like super weird too with like the fires that are going on in california and like i know people whose homes have burned down and like there are all these like terrible things going on and like in my little neck of the woods in california and then very few people really know what's going on or like have any real personal connection to that and like part of me like in my head i'm just like so this person's posting these like pictures of their trip to I'm going to make up a place like they're in Florida right now having a really, really great time. I'm like, oh, everything's great. Life's going great. 
and then like you see the other people who are like there's so much smoke and this house is gone and the the contrast there and there's so much that we are ignorant to and that's fine Sometimes like once again choice. this is like this is like no judgment on anybody it's just like this is that's what life is there's bad things that are happening to good people there are bad things happening to bad people there are good things happening to bad people there are good things happening to good people and me saying good and bad is a relative term anyways because who's to judge if somebody is a good person or a bad person once again it's if 51 percent of us agree that someone is a good person that makes them a good person um bad odds but sometimes it's like there are a lot of things i care about i mean i'm not very active on social media when it comes to social issues and politics and all that i just or like when it comes to like staying up on the news, I literally cannot because it makes me too sad. Like I'm Draining. the kind of person that like, um, I don't even know what the term is for it, but I just like, I feel too much for the people. Oh, it's an empath. An empath. But people say that if you are telling people that you are an empath, then you're probably not. Yeah. But. So say so you're not. I, I. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Anyways, um, I just feel too much for the people that I read about. Like all these stories or like hearing all the news about everything going on in the world. I just can't consume all of that content and all of that and like care about all of that. I care, but I can't care too much or else it'll like eat me up inside. And I think the reason that people focus on it so much is just the thing that I've, that tons of people have been saying for a long time is like, these are the problems. So we're focusing on the problems so that we can fix those problems. We don't celebrate triumph for very long, if at all, because it's just like, there's nothing to fix here. Like it was, it's near perfection. Like what happened? Like, like it'll be like a day, like you got married. Like seriously, like think about like a wedding. Everyone comes to celebrate your wedding for 24 hours. If that, and then you may go on a week, two, two week, month, honeymoon, and then the celebration is over, and then there's always like bad things that we create that we want to go and, and solve those problems, and those take up a majority of our time. Like the fact that we still talk about like, the, I understand why because I get like we talk about abortion, gut like it's always like the same things over and over. Global warming, especially now with COVID, global warming and the different things that are going on, gun control abortion has kind of taken a back burner right now. Like trans rights has overtaken things like gay rights and gay marriage, but they're all basically it's, it's what John Bon Jovi said. It's all the same. Only the names have changed. So like we're dealing with all of like the same issues over and over and over again. We just rename them. And same with race. So it's like always been an, an issue and, it's it just, always will be. Yeah. Well. I mean, it's getting better, but like there are still issues. I think part of the reason that it's getting better is because we're all like inter, intermingling, which is great. Like, because guess what? If you create one, although we'll, it's like the Sneetches from Dr. Seuss where it's like the one star, like, oh, I got a star on my belly. Oh, I don't have a star on my belly. So that means that you're better. And then the Sneetch machine or whatever, like that can put stars on their belly. Like, okay, well. Now we have two stars. Like you're always going to find a way to marginalize others, no matter how perfect you think a scenario gets to. Like we always want to be better than people. Mm -hmm. I know I I know I'm guilty of that, wanting to like show off 
all the cool stuff that I do. And I don't think it's a good thing, but it's just life. And then at the end of the day, like, I, I feel like all of these podcasts like have like a similar, they're all similar. Like then at the end of the day, it doesn't even matter. And so it's like, well, why are you talking about this? Like, cause I just enjoy, I don't necessarily enjoy people like listening to the podcast. It's great. And, and like, it does, it will like make me feel good. I just enjoy doing the podcast. Like it's something to do, something to learn how to kind of edit sound how to uh, how to make all of this different equipment that we have now work? Like, it's like you're part, here. it's like a fun little challenge, and then my reward for it is I just get to sit and talk for an hour about whatever thing that I want to talk about. And you tend to now. have like epiphanies, or it's like a therapy session. <laughs> no, that is like really good because I, I can say things out out loud, and like it goes into the general public. And I know, like, like I said, I've listened back to stuff. I'm like, I don't agree with that anymore. I don't agree with that thing anymore. And then you see things where um, people are getting in trouble. I wouldn't say canceled. Canceled is probably like the wrong word at this point. Like, because there's very few people who have been truly canceled. Like, Louis C.K. is touring again and making money. He wasn't canceled. He's still around. Bill Cosby got out of jail. Even Bill Cosby didn't really get canceled. And we know that he was raping people and drugging people. Like, we know that. And so there, nobody really... Anyways, all that to say, like, I just try to avoid as much stress as possible in my life. So every now and then, like, I, when I'm listening back to old podcasts, I'm like, I sure hope that nobody ever listens to that because that was three years ago. I don't believe that anymore. And it goes back to that little old boy putting up yes on Prop 8 signs, like, that was 2008, so 13 years ago. Am, am, are, is that going to be held against me for for the rest of my life? I'm not saying anything that nobody hasn't said yet, but these are just like thoughts that go through yeah. my head. Well, and I think that like some okay, the cancel culture that's going on right now, um, I think is looking too much in the past when it comes to certain things that people say that aren't super. I mean, I don't want to like generalize everything, but. Words that are said, like tweets that are put out there that aren't very hurtful, but then now they like, they don't look at their current actions to verify to see if they actually believe that same thing still. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, um, for example, like, like Kevin Hart and like the smashing the, the dollhouse, dollhouse over his, if his son was gay, he would smash the dollhouse over the head. Like that whole thing. Um, but see, that's a great point. Like, but even Kevin Hart didn't yeah. get canceled. Yeah, but like it was like a huge big thing. And it's just like, well, has he done anything ac- like action wise? Has he done anything homophobic recently? Words lead to actions. I'm just kidding. I mean, but they, like, they it, can, like, but like, no, I agree with you. you. Know I agree I mean? with you. And, I'm just being so, a naysayer there. So like currently, are you putting up <laughs> anti-gay stuff? No. So like you're supporting of Prop 8 back then like doesn't reflect on who you are now so they shouldn't be no no one should be holding that against you and Um, then at the same time depending on who you ask they might say that i am like there could be people like yeah i still think that you're homophobic and i'd be like what what are you talking about once again who's right and who's wrong there if somebody thinks i'm homophobic there's nothing i can do to convince them otherwise they have to convince themselves i'm not homophobic um or we were talking to our friends the other day and they were like there are certain times when like yeah an old an old Twitter, an old Facebook post, if it has certain words that are like used, I'm not going to say any of them. Our like, 2008, my 2008 ones, like going back and looking like, I think there's one and like, maybe I'm burying myself right now talking about this. I think there's, 
No, I don't think I actually Facebooked that. But, but we like, were not very kind at all about the entire Prop 8 thing. But once again, like not to like justify my behavior, I was like 18 going on 19. Um, I'm ashamed of it. Do I wish I wouldn't have done it? Yes, but it did happen. I, I, guess, I don't know who I hurt with it. Probably no one, but I apologize to anyone who was hurt by it. And I... I also felt like, I mean, I don't think I ever posted anything, but like there was a person I personally apologized to because of the time they like stood up to me for against it. Like, what? This is stupid. And I'm like, well, this is what my religion stands for. So like, I'm going to stand with them kind of thing. And then later on, like once I changed my mind and like had more um, opinions for myself instead of just going with like what my parents said or like my religion at the time. Um I went and apologized to that person because I was like, you were right. I was wrong and I wanted to apologize. And they're like, oh my gosh, I don't even remember. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's good. But like, it's kind of crazy that members are like customer service for the church because like we get to deal with those people who are like, why are you doing, why are you doing this? Like, we're not insulated. We're not like surrounded by only LDS people all the time. Like in our lives, like we have to interact with other people. And so, whenever the church does something. So like, let's say it's a similar, like with a company or that like a company is like, all right, guess what? Now we're charging, like I'm the CEO. We're now charging uh, a bag, an extra of $10 for checked bags at Delta. The person who gets yelled at for that and has to deal with the emotional abuses, the customer service people. So when we come out with something that says, Hey, we should support the standard family. Because man woman because so. Uh, so we should go out and do this yes on prop eight like they never they never directly say vote yes on prop eight but support we know what the proclamation for the family says yada yada we then have to go out and defend that to our friends who disagree with that and that's like not fun at all it was like really bad actually in davis when oh where, i imagine um, at least i lived in like, like a slashed, red county they slashed the bishop's tires Ooh, that's not good. So, okay. This is so actually also kind of cool. an interesting story. Cause was it you? No, it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting now looking at it, but like, um, I think it's a cool story. So the bishop at the time was supporting Prop 8, and he asked everyone in the community to, like, that were Mormon. And so we would, like, put up signs. There was, like, vandalism that was going on. Um, turns out, like, a few years ago, his daughter came out as queer and then the family like to support her they were like they felt i don't know if there were other things too but they ended up leaving the church because of it because of everything that was going on then with their um new doctrine and stuff i think that one that was like one of their like breaking points and they wanted to support their daughter and so the whole family left the church oh so it's a cool it's a cool story because he went from slashed tires by the very people he was attacking to becoming a like ardent fully supporter of that yeah that uh, and his daughter ended up making like a documentary about um being like queer at byu and how hard it was and then after she graduated i think she left but so, yeah. it's like we all do yeah. gotta get that uh gotta get that uh thirty five hundred dollars a semester <laughs> anyways i'm sure that's not cool for everybody but i thought it was like a neat story just to hear him support his daughter so much after well, yeah, being like, on the other end of like the That's like the spectrum, most unfortunate you know? thing, though. Like, and then this kind of coming full circle. This kind of ties into the whole whole start of the thing where it's like, 
support people when they get there. Cause like generally speaking, I'm like, Oh, congratulations. So now because it affects somebody that you know, now you care. Like what happens if, so you would have just continued on in your same ways. If you never met somebody going through the exact same situation. Yeah. I just, and like, I'm not perfect at this. This is like, when I'm doing that voice, I'm like almost yelling at myself as well, because it's as you start meeting and going out in the world and meeting all these different people and realizing like, they're not the boogeyman that Hitler made them out to be. They don't have, they don't have serpent tails. They don't have, um, they can't read your mind. Like all of these lies that you've been told your entire life, you just, oh, you're just a normal person. It's like freaking Jojo Rabbit, man. You're just a normal girl. Like it's. Yeah. Just have to meet someone. I mean, not everyone does, but. Not everyone does meet somebody. Like or once a, they do meet someone, they change their opinion. Not everyone has to meet somebody to change their opinion on a certain topic or certain. Oh, fair. Yeah. yeah. I, I get like, what you're saying. Yeah. Um. It just happenstance that some people have to be in that situation to be able to like so same with like COVID. Like I don't know anybody that's personally died from COVID yet, but I still got vaccinated. <laughs> like because yeah. I believed that that was like an issue. Like I feel like people are, I don't know. There are certain things that people just wait. And like I still stand by. I think we talked about this a little bit. Like if somebody doesn't want to get the vaccine, cool. And then I uh, I just automatically hear all of the like people are like, well, what if that person doesn't get vaccinated, gives it to your grandma, and it kills her? It's like that's an that's unfortunate. Well, granted, Grandma Ballard is getting up there in age, three years away. She's ninety seven years old. Um, but like I I understand that argument. But the same argument can be made about every single potential thing that can kill you out there mm-hmm. every single thing so not to say that i i also am vaccinated not to say i would encourage people not to do it but if people don't do it well then what if somehow the non-vaccinated person kills your wife well i'll be very pissed off at that person but like at least we're doing everything in our power yeah, to i be can't able control to, them still to to protect ourselves kind of thing yeah the same way i can't control if somebody decides to text and drive and run a red light the same way i can't control if somebody wants to do i want these things not to exist yes but are they going to go away no they're never going to go away drinking and driving always going to be around because there's always going to be someone who's making a mistake we get an entire new generation to make mistakes that they get to go through and ruin some people's lives ruin their own lives and then atone and overcome and be a really awesome story 20 years later it's the same it's like once again bon joey it's all the same only the names have changed the names and technology are the only thing that change humans are always the same always we don't we're not going to change like a lion our nature doesn't change we can only be accountable for our own change that's what it comes down to well but i agree yeah but like there's gonna be people who who say like who are gonna disagree and be like no you need to do everything that you can to impact change in the world and it's like oh yeah like if you really if because i go i say this all the time but if you really believe in something like really believe in it you will dedicate your life to that thing if you really think or sorry sorry if you really believe the impact that climate change is having on our planet you would stop doing every single thing that you do that contributes to it you're gonna hold in every fart every single one if you really believe 
if you really believe that like climate changes and I'm I, I am somebody who I see that it's changing. I see it's a changing. And I just like well, I still run my air conditioning. Still run it. Cause I'm also not so arrogant to believe that me doing something is going to make the change that everybody needs. But it's and then someone and then once but again. But that's not just, necessarily an arrogant thing. It's... Just playing with but but playing like but you could have like you could do that. You could have a, a have an impact if you would do that change. I'm just like that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> okay, cool. Good chat. It's so funny. I have like so I do have high expectations for people still, but I'm becoming less and less upset when they fail to meet those expectations. Like it's not like, oh, now I never want to be around you again. It's just like, oh, yep, yep, you're a person just like I am, and all the mistakes that I make. Sounds good. That's next, good. next thing. Because I'm not like it, it. That's like almost why I hate talking about this as much as I do. Because it's just like, well, nothing's going to change. Nothing has changed. Alex, you've been doing a podcast talking about very similar things for like the last three, last three years. I don't. It doesn't matter. Last three years, and nothing, nothing significant has happened from it. You don't know that. I don't know that. I don't know if there was somebody who I inspired to be to change. If I have, if I have, if they haven't talked directly to me about it. But I don't necessarily like to even change people. But that's but not I the point that, of the podcast anyways. My I podcast think, isn't to change people. Yeah, it's I for think me. that a lot of times though, it's good to hear other people having similar opinions as you or like similar experiences as you. So then you can think like, oh, I'm not alone. And Struggles. Yeah. Or just in general, like, oh, I struggle with this mental thing too where like I have a hard time accepting the fact that people change and we just need to accept them when they change kind of thing. Um well, yeah, accept them when them change when they change, but you don't necessarily have to hang out with them or, or like be them. around them. Like, because yeah. I know point. plenty of people who've changed throughout my life, and some it's for the better in my eyes, some it's for the worse in my eyes, and I generally tend to spend time with the people who've changed for the better in my eyes, just because my opinion matters to me. Yeah, and I think it's hard to be friends with or like hang out with people that. No, like we're friends with people that don't have the same opinion as us. We're friends with like lots, lots of people. We're friends with many different uh, races, creeds, genders. Yeah, but it's hard to be friends ages. with somebody that brings up those things that you don't agree on all the time. You know True. what I mean? So yeah. Like, I, I apologize so, to that to everybody when I used to do that when I was um, going through my f my faith crisis in the LDS church because that sucks. Like, thankfully, I feel like I got through it quick. I'm still they'll they'll still. Be, Anyways, let's finish your thought. I interrupted you. No, but like, um, I don't know where I was going with that. Sorry. No, it's okay. You're good. But, um, well, like you were saying, like you're gonna gravitate towards more to the towards those people that change for the better in your eyes as opposed to the bad. But we're still friends with those that don't change or those that do change in the opposite direction of what we believe is right. Yeah, if I have a good so, time with you, I'll spend time with you. Yeah. Um, and like. <laughs> I don't feel like we're super judgmental when it comes to like if someone says that we're something that we're not agreeing on, we're not gonna like correct. I don't know. I'm not the person that's confrontational, but we can have our own opinions, and that's totally fine. <laughs> I'm not saying Man, that it, to be friends with us, you have to have the same opinion as us. Yeah, fair. Because I, I don't to think to be like our level. Yeah, but. but there are some things that like. Yeah. I cannot tolerate. Like yeah, like <laughs> like um. 
racism. That's one thing. Like, and I've ta- we've talked about that before. Um, like but it's that. also I still stand by like. But you're also very safe around me. Like, I'm not gonna be like. You said that thing. I'm never talking to you again. It would have to be very bad for me never to want to talk to you again. Like I'm more, I'm more, um, I'm more judgmental of the people who are like super self self absorbed, like care about them, like me, like p- people who uh, who are like me who care about themselves so much that they uh, that they just are constantly talking about themselves, as we've been experiencing recently. Um, I just. I think that those like, are those are hard for me to be around. Like, can we just like? It doesn't have to be about you every two minutes. Yeah, I feel like we. I like to spend time with people that genuinely care about me, and I care about them. And we can have like a, even if we don't agree about stuff, we can have a very cordial relationship. But I tend to just be like, yeah, if you actually care about my life and I care about yours, then we're gonna get along great. But there are those people that you hang out with and they just don't, they don't care whatever you say. Like they just don't want to hear your side of things. <laughs> I'm like, Oh yeah. You're one of those people that just doesn't want, want to hear me talk. You just want to hear your own voice. Yeah. <laughs> but I wish I could get better at that. Katie's talking about me right there. No, just I'm kidding. Not. <laughs> oh, it's... I think that life's like, funny, man. I'm also not very talkative in groups. Like, if I'm not talking, that doesn't mean I'm not having a good time. Like, I, I don't need have, to talk. If like, anyone knows me, I ask so many questions. And I, I just constantly ask questions. Because, like, if you ask questions, then it gets other people talking. And that's what they like to do is talk about themselves. I try to ask but questions as much as I can. It's always a better conversation if there's, like, back and forth. Well, like, duh. But some people just don't get that. <laughs> you know. And they never will. That's fine. Well, that take that back. For they, they likely won't. But that's fine. Man, I just uh, we talk about like the love languages all the time. I think it's like the just being there is probably the most important thing for me, more and like for, for people in general, just being there. Like physically being there for you, no, or like no, it could be just... like on a phone, like hey, I'll give you a call, whatever. And I think that there's like the more they don't haven't done a ton of research on the love languages, but you can have multiple too. So like one person you could be like, okay, being there for me. But then if you have a friend that's like, tell my rich friends out there, uh, my love language with you is gifts, <laughs> physical gifts. <laughs> um, where was going with that? But. I think that like also as we age though I think you just start to value your relationships more and so like you want to make sure that you do fulfill those love languages both ways to make sure that you have those like lasting relationships yeah. and so like when you're hanging out with people I've noticed that like well yeah we're already hanging out with them which is fun that's what we like to do with people is hang out with them for like just being together. Yeah, it's not like an activity. It's not together. like, hey, let's go to a... Spending time together, What's that yeah. thing called? Let's go to an escape room. Like, we're not those type of people. Be like, us us in a room together. Not an orgy. Us in a room together just talking about stuff. But you've also... I really admire things. this. I really admire this about you. But, like, you also make sure to tell people that you appreciate them. Like, words of affirmation kind of thing. Like, we love you guys. Like, thanks for being here with us. Like thanks for having a good relationship with us kind of thing. And 
I think that that's what people need to hear. I think we talked about this previously on the podcast, but like actually telling people that you appreciate them because it might be that that's their love language that they need to hear that you appreciate them instead of just like hanging out with them. Um, and so I'm like, I've been hugging a lot more and I hate it. And you say, I love you a lot more to people. And it's just interesting because I don't like usually say that to friends. And so like, oh yeah, you can say that to your friends and like, that's a good thing. Once to you say break to through the awkwardness, it's not that bad. Yeah. Like it's like the first few times, it's like, oh, this is super weird. And then you're just like, no, it's if I if I really mean it, like there's no harm in saying it. And might as well do it while you can. So. Yeah, people really struggle to say, or they don't love me. Like I, to be perfectly fair, like they that that might be like, well, I don't love you. Like it's just like when you say I love you to like a, a girlfriend or whatever, who's not ready to to commit to that level of uh, of care. I just think that some people struggle saying that, though. Like, they might actually yeah, care about yeah. you, but, like, there are some people that just might not feel comfortable with it. Even So they'll show their love to you a different way. What are the love languages? I feel like I'm getting, like, a lot better at, like, dealing them out to everybody. Because I, 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 and I haven't figured out with certain people. I think with certain people, I'm getting more and more understanding of what they need specifically. But for people who I don't understand, it's like, here's some food. Here's a gift. Eat it. Here's a, I love you. Here's a hug. Like there, what's, there's four, right? Isn't there one more? Five. Jeez, there's so many Words of, of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, acts of service, and receiving gifts. I don't know if I do acts of service. Yeah, I think you do. Like you'll take well, does, well, does dinner acts to somebody. Of, well, does acts of service count? Like, oh, I spent 14 hours making this pulled pork. Well, I made it mainly for me, so that's why I wouldn't count it as a service. <laughs> but there's, there are other times that like, oh, someone's sick in your family, I'll go drop off dinner, which I think is an act of service. Um, yeah, I guess I guess they, they can cross because like I would normally be like, that's a gift. That's a gift. Um, but it, you can have a gift that is also a service for somebody. Like if you go and mow their lawn, that is both a physical gift and a uh, and a service. Um, physical touch. So you're saying you're hugging yeah, people? Yeah, it sucks. More? And like really? I've been trying to like touch people's shoulders, males only, because I'm still too nervous to do it with females. I I I don't. I struggle with it so much. I also don't feel comfortable with you touching other women like that, unless it's like. You're really close with them. For some reason, I'm also... Well, hugs are fine, right? Yeah, hugs I don't care yeah. about. But, I mean, we've talked about this before. There was somebody that was touching you quite a bit, like your shoulder, your leg. Like This was like a long time ago. And I was like livid. And I think that's just like their personality. But, of course, I was like not comfortable with it at all. Um, but even so, like... I guess, like, if it's a friend and I'm, like, comfortable with it, yeah. But if it's just, like, some random person. I well, know. also, it depends, like, th- with what you're describing, though, too. It's, like, that it's happening. What I am, I'm just, like, I will pat you on the back. <laughs> I will pat you on the back and do, like, the little, the Mr. Miyagi wax on, wax off on your back. That's I guess, like, it. for, like, Wax on, wax seconds? off, if I'm using Is both it, like, hands. like, two seconds or, like. Just, like, just real quick. I don't know. I don't do, like I said, I don't do it to any women. I'm also not a very touchy person when it comes to like friends. Um, Just in general. Yeah. Neither am I. I've never been that way. Um, Always hated hugs from my mom growing up. I don't know why. Well, I know why. It's because it's not masculine, but it, it's fine. Like now, like as I'm getting older, it's, it's easier. It's still hard, but here we are. 
I think it's weird for me to hug tall people because I'm so short. Yeah. Like compared to, I don't know. Just kill them all. No, no. Kill all the tall people so you don't have to feel bad for not hugging them. I just. Like making out with their belly buttons. (laughs) (laughs) Or like just in their armpit. Or like my hair will get stuck in their armpit sometimes. Or like. I guess I can work on that too. Hugging people more. I'm not saying that you have to do it. I'm not saying anybody has to do any of these things that I'm saying. No, but it's just I, like, I it's admire the things the, I'm trying to do. I admire your, your, um, what is it? Your effort in trying to make everybody feel loved from a friendship standpoint. Um, I feel like it's and I'm good. I feel like yeah. it's like making relationships stronger, which is surprising. Like I didn't expect like. I was just doing it to do it. And then it's like, oh, I feel like we're closer now because I've been doing this. I feel like I'm closer with a, a, a number of people. That's great. I, I admire you for that. And I think that you're a good example to me when it comes to like um, kind of pushing your boundaries and making other people feel appreciated. So, Because that's all like and the reason I'm doing this is because that's all that I want. And so that's the reason that I do it for other people. Like I just imagine it's. But it's also, I also feel so arrogant thinking that because who am I to say this person needs this? Like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe they have such a great support system already. They don't. They but don't need it. they're friends with you. So they, yeah. Like, yeah. So they probably do need it yeah. from me because I'm their friend. But, um, yeah. To, to, like, have a lasting relationship with somebody, I think there has to be some reciprocation of love languages or whatever they need to feel appreciated. So trying to get that done but i'm sure like you've also felt more um i don't know more love and compassion towards those people too and doing so yeah and then there's some people who are like you are really really hard to love (laughs) there's not very like these are people who i didn't wouldn't necessarily consider friends previously or whatever but because of circumstance they're in a position where i could be around them more regularly and i'm like man you're you're tough, tough, but then again, tough nut to crack. Do you think that they're also just not reciprocating the relationship as much as you are? So like they're not mm. actually a good friend? No, it's usually like personality traits that I don't like. Oh, gotcha. It's usually that. I'm just like, gosh, look, what's the, what's the, like, it's worth it because of the relationship I might have with other people in the friend group, but it's still really hard. I'm just like, man, dynamics. Dynamics are so important. Like you don't realize how, how your choices can like impact people like and I, I know i'm probably preaching to the choir but just we have to deal we have to deal with the actions of i'm trying i'm trying like the reason that this is like incoherent what i'm saying right now is because like i'm trying my hardest not to make it so it'd be like we know exactly what you're talking about right now like the the exact situation but I think, like, that's just generally going to happen, though, with, like, a lot of people. And as people's friendship or as people's friends groups grow, you're going to be hanging out with a lot more people. And you want to hang out with those friends. But, but that not necessarily means that, the other. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, that's just normal, though. Like, Well, and I mean, then I also wonder, I'm like, I wonder who are the people who hate me, like, who hate the way that I am. And, like, hates – strong word. I don't actually mean hate in the way like that – Like, dislike yeah, hanging like, out with yeah, you like, as much as – I really don't like like being around him. People can always say no, too. That's true. Um, but, I mean, I think it's, like, cool that you're working on 
hanging out with those people that you don't even necessarily like to hang out with. But and we keep inviting hang- people too, even if they say no all the time. And because I I, I'm like such a somebody. stupid person, because I'm like, I don't want you to feel left out. Like that's literally the only reason I'm doing it. Um, I was talking to somebody that has been saying no more recently to me, and she was like, "Please keep inviting us. I really do want to hang out with you guys. We've just been really busy." Yeah. And I really. And she also even, this was like two conversations and then she'd like talk to me again like, hey, like I'm sorry I've been really distant. Like I don't really mean to. It's just been a crazy life. And I'm like, I really appreciate your honesty in telling me because most of the time when people say no multiple times or like they just aren't talking to me as much, I automatically think they're mad at me. We're not friends anymore. Of course, that's not a healthy way to think. But um, I think a lot of times we need to have those honest conversations with people just to make sure that they know that everything's fine and that you know that everything's fine and you're, you're still friends and yeah. stuff. So they're not fun. The conversation, like, some of the conversations are not fun. I remember one time talking to a buddy about, cause like, it, cause, and I know that cause people have come up to me afterwards, like, cause this friend did not keep it confident, which is fine. It's whatever. I, I have no problem. People knowing my flaws. If you want to call it a flaw, I don't even think it's a flaw, but, um, there's like, dude, wives are off limits. Like, why? Why are wives? What, what do you mean? Like, you know, like, could you imagine if somebody said, said those things about Katie? I'm like, what am I going to do to that person? If they say those things about Katie, at least now I know, at least I, now I know that's like the reason that you don't want to be around me as much. I'm not going to leave Katie over this. I'm not going to like, I value my relationship with her more than this person. But you know what, from what I've noticed, not a whole lot of people say those things about Katie because she's not that type of person. Um, and then obviously I could be ignorant to things that nobody has, has said to me, but cause I had that, I had a few of those conversations it was like, yeah, man, they're just mad all the time. They're just mad all the time. And that's not fun. The person or the, sp- the, the spouse, the like spouse. your spouse oh. is just angry all of the time. Like angry is like a little over the top, but it's just, and I don't want to pretend like I don't have moments where I talk crap about people i understand that but it's just that's all that it was it was like all right so who's not here right now great that's the person that we're going to be talking about and just bash them because then you automatically go what do people say about me when i'm not around (laughs) and the the answer is they're talking crap about you they're unless like you're some sort of saint they probably are talking crap about you but Still doesn't feel good. Like, and there's like, of course, there's some times where you're like, yeah, maybe you need to vent about this, like about a certain situation or about a person. But if if it's constantly, then it's really tiring. Well, and I'm trying to be a more positive person. And it's like, yeah, you can complain about that, but I'm not going to stoop to your level and complain about the person. I'm also thinking like, who who's the person that we denigrated Friday? Like we went out to dinner Friday and Saturday night with different groups of friends. I can't think of anyone that we had to like throw on the, the bus in those conversations. Oh, um, I think that was there any, like if there was something I don't remember being a part of any of those conversations so where it's like unless talking, it's like hey we're, we're talking complain- crap about Donald Trump or we're talking crap about Joe <laughs> so Rogan. So it was it's just like, like really okay, small. That's different. There was like something really small. They were like talking crap about their spouse, like doing something right. But the it was spa- the wives. It was the wives complaining about their spouse. But they were all in front of. Oh, was it like yeah. when you guys were off talking? No, I no, I think you guys I think were like, there. Well, but then I was the only one that said like, actually, Alex does this, and that's really nice because he's like, <laughs> like, I did like this positive side of things. And I'm sure everyone like hates that. Like, can we just shit on our husbands, please? Like, that's, and I'm that's not, what I'm we want to do. I'm just not going to stoop to that level and shit on my husband right there. You know, 
Um, we only do that in the privacy of our own home. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, I'm not Odell Beckham Jr. Anyways. But, yeah, it's just not fun hanging around those people that are always negative. My biggest, my biggest flaw is when I, when I absolutely dis, it happened on Friday. Like when I absolutely disagree with something that somebody is saying, like very passionately about it, that is when I can be unfun. And I know that I like, because I feel like this entire time we've been like tooting our own horn. And I feel like we do that on the podcast every now and then, but I'm also very cognizant of where my weaknesses are too. But I also, with the last podcast, I said like, yeah, I, there was a time that I would say stuff about you and I'm trying to get better at it. Like the, the hell. No, just kidding. <laughs> just you were kidding. there. <laughs> but just like trying to be a better person because of it and just trying to make it so that like people want to hang out with me. I don't want to be a party pooper all the time. That's like, and then like those are the people who aren't going to invite us over are going to be the people like, well, you know what? We just want to talk crap about people and eventually you're not there anymore. Like keeping up with the Joneses type conversations with people, not for me at all. Like, oh, who has the most ex- – this is a legitimate conversation that I did not start, but like talking about who owns the most expensive house. I'm just like, who ca- who cares? What does that, that matter? Yeah. It doesn't matter at all. Like anyone can get a house as we learned in 2008. Anyone can get a house as we've learned in 2016, 17, 18, 19, 20. Like do you have, do you have decent credit? Cool. Can you put down – can you put down a 1% or 0% down payment? Okay, cool. You got a house. Like just because you have a big house. You don't own the house, by the way. Just so you know. In case that, until, until you, you pay, pay off, off the bank, yeah. you do not own the house. So just the, the fact that somebody has a giant house does not mean that they're in any way better than you or whatever. They may have more money than you or they may just be willing to take bigger risks than you. Like they're you have no idea unless you have like a very open and honest conversation about everything. Cause like, that's the thing I say. I'm like, when you go into somebody's house, how much of it's on credit? Because if most of the cool toys and awesome things they have in their house are on credit, you're probably doing better than them. Like, Oh great. Well, you have $50,000 worth of stuff. Better. Like, no, that's true. Like what, what does that mean? Yeah. What does that even mean? What if they're not doing better? Like mentally, like, I don't know. Just because they have, yeah. Certain things doesn't mean that their life is any better or worse than We've yours. We've Instagramified our homes and all of the things in life. Every single thing is it's tough. Because yeah. I even I even feel bad. Like I've been posting much more regularly. Just um don't know why. I don't know if it's because I want attention or if it's just like, you know, now you guys know what's going on in my life. Um but like I struggle with it. I'm like, I hope people don't think that I'm doing this to like rub it in their face or anything like that. And I don't feel like you do it in that way. I think. Well, no, I know you don't, but like it, like I was, I was about to say it doesn't matter, but like, I, I, I don't know what other people say. Oh, like gotcha. if they're think that I'm doing it, it's not, it's not because of that. I also have the same issues though too. And like thinking about it, I'm like, I don't want this to come off as like braggy or anything. I'm just like, updating you in my life or i'll say something like hope you're having a great blah blah, blah holiday too like i'm not saying like mine is the best or Enjoy the Columbus better Day. than yours or anything like that it's just like this is what i'm up to hope you're having a good one too kind of thing um but also just to um and then also like stay connected to people <laughs> just 
What? As long as people are happy. Like that's but I, there's no way to diagnose. I have no way of being like, oh, well, except for looking in people's eyes. That's still <laughs> the best way, even like photographs. It's the easiest way to tell if somebody's really happy or not. The easiest way. The windows to the soul. I'm I'm still like batting 9 out of 10. It's usually for postpartum depression. Oh. Like a batting 9 out of 10 where I'm just like I remember I, I I remember I and like it's one of those things where you realize it later on because like I remember I remember as a young child this person looking very very sad and then like it's revealed 10 15 years later beyond the fact like yeah I really struggled with postpartum depression after child number eight or child number 100 um, like whatever number it was and you're like oh okay so now I recognize the signs and then you start applying it to everything else and you're like oh okay yeah like I'm not like I'm not happy that postpartum depression happens but I kind of I'm happy that I can recognize it. And I can like reach out to somebody when it seems like, even though they're probably not going to admit it, you still just go, oh, cute baby. Oh, what, whatever, whatever. Although I don't know how postpartum, but could that make them mad if I'm like complimenting the baby? I don't know how postpartum depression works. Like, isn't that one thing where like they get like very protective and like jealous there's, of the baby itself? Or am I there's, making There that are up? some people like that um, get really jealous because the baby gets all the attention and they're not getting any of the attention. Um but I don't know if that's like necessarily a bad okay. thing. Like, I have if you're, not looked. If you're reaching out to somebody to just talk to them, I think that's a good thing. Like, I've done that a few times where someone will like post something that's like struggling, and then I'll like message them like, "Hey, if you need to talk to somebody," but they don't usually take me up on it. Yeah, but it's also because like I'm not really super. Close well, it's always them. amazing when like when people are explicit about it. People are even well, I don't know because they probably go into the DMs if someone's like explicit, like, "Oh, I'm struggling with something." They're like, are you okay? I hope you feel better. I just look at the eyes. Look in their eyes. What is that? Quint, I'm Quint from from Jaws. Uh, an abnormal eyes, glassy eyes. That's not even that's not even the actual words from the from the movie, but I'm trying my best to do a Quint impression. What how would life be if you were supposed to post how you were feeling when you actually posted that picture? Like on Instagram or Facebook? Like feeling really needy but i'm gonna post this anyways you're like feeling really happy gonna post this or like <laughs> it'd be great like honestly like the hardest part in life is just the unknown so like the more knowledge and for sure type answers you can get i feel like it makes it easier not all the time though because i feel like people will judge you for it what i don't know what do you mean that's just that's something you have to get over <laughs> you know what i mean like if somebody and it also depends on like or like, like I'm depressed. Like, why you have a perfect life? Why are you depressed? Like that. I'm not saying that that's me right now, but like. Um, well, yeah, because you don't have a perfect life. You are depressed. You just don't have the perfect life. <laughs> it's actually been quite well, thank you. Um, there was this lady on TikTok. Sorry, bringing in social media, like the other, all these social media platforms. Um, there was a lady on TikTok who was suffering with postpartum depression, and she came out with a. A video saying like i'm really struggling um but she's also like an influencer like so she has this like really nice life and so she got a lot of people coming back like how can you be it depressed doesn't because matter how much you, money you don't have. come from like a household that has like physical abuse and all this stuff like there's matter. no reason for you to be depressed because your life is perfect kind of thing and it's like no mental illness does not care yeah. what it's a like God mental is illness is no respecter of persons. And so it was just really sad to see 
I don't know. Like so, like if, if honestly, I was... and uh, this is gonna this is gonna sound super super. What's the word that I have? Because I'm white. Privileged. This is gonna sound super pl- privileged. The more money that I have accumulated in my life, the more it's like more mo, mo money, more problems. Like the more I don't know, if depressed I, or the more I have to fight depression and anxiety. Like, I did not know like that. I think back to like when I was like, granted I was depressed when I was eighteen because I got kicked out of school or whatever. But like I wasn't making any money. Life was super easy. Didn't really have any responsibilities. Um, you accumulate more and more responsibilities as you can, as you get, yeah, as you can afford it. And so, um, I feel like I'm doing pretty well. Like I, I, like there's times where I struggle, no doubt, but, um, just to, just to, I I can empathize with that more and more as my life goes on. Um, not to, once again, Katie and I are not like incredibly wealthy people, but I can understand why, I don't know, let's say someone some like I I could understand Bill Gates getting depressed at times yeah like I can totally understand that more pressure at that more pressure responsibility the amount of people who just hate him for being Bill Gates like that's a real thing the amount of people who just hate Jeff Bezos for being Jeff Bezos he used to be us like Jeff Bezos Bill Gates like obviously like Bill Gates is probably smarter than most of us super nerd but they were just like us at one point, and then they just took off comparatively, and now we hate them. Sometimes justifiably. I'm not like saying that they're perfect or whatever, but they're on this stage where everything is amplified, whereas most of us just get to sit back and be invisible to the public s- eye. To the public eye. And I don't even know if Jeff Bezos or Bill Gates are depressed, but like I could understand if they ever felt that way. Do you think that um, the pressure can also come from like the jobs that you have when you're making more money are more stressful? So then you feel like more pressure. To yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, Cause that's part of it too. Like if you, that's why I said, if I ever get fired, like, and like we were struggling for money, my very first thing would be a job that is just, you do this, you do X so that Y happens. That's it. Um, kind of like impact impacts kind of like a good job for that. Where if I worked at magnets. impact photographics where it's just like, Oh, I embossed something. I hit this button. Boom, tsh, boom, tsh, boom, tsh. Like that's all I have to do is just make sure that I can roll a poster, get that done. It's very low stakes, very whatever kind of sad though because i think that's just the way that life goes like as you get older more responsibilities and then like i feel the need to like move up in a company and so if you're not moving then you kind of get down on yourself and then you if you are then you get like more stressed and then more pressure and all this stuff it's just that's it's kind of sad though because like that's all life is you just work and then you die you're the slave to money, then you die. But you just have to find those people and those things that make life awesome. Yeah, and like that's kind of why you take on the responsibilities of more things because it's like it can afford me to do the things that I do enjoy in life. Yeah, or like and I'll have a, more time I hope this off. doesn't come across like I like – like I, I hate what I do or anything like that. That that's not what I mean. It's just like to every 
there is a you incur a debt for every decision that you make. There is a there's a debt to be paid. So if you want to get a certain amount of money, you have to work for it in a certain way. Just how it's just how it is. So be it, Jedi. Anything else you want to say before we sign off? And the next time that we have something that we want to talk about, we hope you give it a listen. That was to them, not to oh. you. I was saying I love you. Like, I love y'all. Oh, I didn't hear it. Classic oh, Katie, God. just always you making always, it about herself. You always whisper it like that. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I'm cheating, I'm cheating on you with the fans. <laughs> oh, crap. I should stop recording.